Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got two Heidis on today. I know. I love it. My favorite name. Thank you for naming me that, Mom. So, Heidi, why don't you introduce our Heidi number number one or two? I don't know which one we call her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, Mom, we're going to be talking today about grief and the path to a new beginning with Heidi Gessner. We have known her for a while. She's been on our podcast before. She's an Open to Hope writer. And she is an ordained United Church of Christ minister. You've got to see her site because people are singing her praises. She is also a former hospital palliative care and bereavement chaplain and the author of Pockets of Grace, Lessons from Darkness and Lessons from Light. So welcome to our show, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. (laughs) (laughs) I want to give people a little background. Your dad died and you were in the process of a divorce. And uh, you kind of had an epiphany in your life. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, I'd love to. So yeah, I was 30 years old and uh, my dad was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer um, two months after I was going through in the middle of a divorce. And it was um, a very quick diagnosis when they found out he was ill. And um I have three siblings, but I was the main helper caregiver with my mom and um, driving to visit one weekend from Durham to Charlotte, which is a couple hours. I had this total epiphany in my car. I was so, I just was full of despair and I was frightened and I couldn't believe that this is how my life was unfolding. Mm -hmm. And I just had this, as you said, Gloria, this epiphany of it was more of a feeling that some something, someone was in my car with me. And it was just the most comforting feeling I had ever had in my life. And at that moment, I noticed this full moon that I hadn't noticed before, this wow. big, bright full moon. And I just felt instantly connected, deeply connected to the universe to the divine, to everything. And I just knew everything was going to be okay. I didn't know how it was going to be okay, but I was supported. And um, so the reason I wrote Pockets of Grace is because I wanted to share with people what happened to me. Because, you know, as as we all know, with grief, it can be the hardest time in our life, you know, the most difficult we can get stuck in it. But what I didn't expect was the connectedness with Mm -hmm. other people, the support from seen and unseen things that happen, the serendipities that kept happening. So I had this experience, but it didn't stop. So then, um, you know, coincidences would happen. People would call as I was thinking about them. Supporters were people that were acquaintances were becoming these you know how that happens with grief. It's not always the people you expect 
but making new connections. And um, I just felt this support the whole time. And I felt my dad, when he died, very close, like through ba finding baby feathers and then birds. And so what I experienced was just this deeply personal nature of the universe mm -hmm. that is available to all of us. Talk about your four flows that you learned. So important because we get stuck in one reality. And to me, it's that reality in our brain. We exactly. think we're always in our brain and there's so many other realities. And what you're saying about being stuck is so true. And, and this feeling that we're never going to get out of it. We're always going to feel this way and this loneliness and isolation. So Indigo Flow, Path to a New Beginning, is my business that came out of the book. And I call it Indigo because if you think about the color Indigo, it's like the blue of the, the deep, dark ocean, right? Or the, the night sky. It's that really dark blue um, that's mixed kind of with purple and other colors. And that can be the feelings, the emotions we have when we're in grief, you know, just those intense emotions um, that can be swirling around, as you were saying, mentally, where we can get stuck ruminating and staying there. So the flow is, how do we process how do we um, harness, if you will, these emotions and integrate and work through them? And so that's where the four flows come in, which is what I experienced and write about in the book. And um, so the first flow is nature, the mm. idea of this deeply personal universe we live in. And um, I love Matthew Fox's um, quote that says, nature is big enough to absorb your grief. Mm -hmm. I like that. You know, if we look at nature, it's a perfect role model for us in grieving, right? Like right now in the fall with the right, leaves yeah. fall, right? Like we can just see the leaves changing yeah. and falling and dying mm -hmm. and going into the earth and becoming something else. Um, so we can really learn a lot from nature and just that feeling nature and meditation are two places where we can feel like unity, that we're not alone. What is the thing about meditation that is helpful? You're in the present, but you're also aware of um, some something else is there with you. Like if you're mm -hmm. sitting there, there's something else aware that you're sitting there, right? So you, you yeah. actually connect with a deeper part of yourself and, um, you know, the work the world and I'm in deep grief it's hard I get the monkey mind myself I don't know yeah. about you guys but my mind is just all over the place so I find walking in nature is helpful because yeah even if I can't quiet my mind I'm at least in you know partially into the situation well and that's one of the things I tell people early on you know right after a death has happened or a major loss is to just get out in nature, like period, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just get out there. And if you have a special kind of sacred place and you can't get there, just imagining, just kind of going, you know, if there's a favorite beach, something like that, or a mountains, but just, yeah, just get out in nature and, and go for a walk or sit.
So, so that's one of the major flaws. And the other thing with nature that we talk about is getting in rhythm with nature. So, you know, the cycle of the moon and being aware of the sun. The next flow is creativity. And, you know, we've talked about this before, Heidi, is, you know, expressive writing, reflective writing, the writing for resilience um, group that I led with Carol Henderson for eight years in the hospital and patients and families and staff, caregivers would all write together and connect with that piece. I love it because it levels the playing field, right? Nobody's like this. We're all in there together and we're all learning from each other. And, um, you know, you access a different part of yourself when you're being creative and you're in the present moment. What about writing helps them? Why is that so important? Why is that helpful when you're grieving? So you connect with a deeper part of yourself that you don't necessarily connect with through talking, Mm -hmm. you know, so you might cut one of the most fascinating things and fun things about doing that um, group was having people have these almost epiphanies of new perspective of ways of seeing things that came out of their writing that was completely unexpected. Um, The other nice thing about with writing is it can take you places that you have forgotten about. So if you're in grief and you're you know, stuck and feeling horribly sad and you're always going to be there. Suddenly you can remember being in love when you were 17 and having different feelings and remembering, oh, I didn't always feel this way. So well, well, Heidi, I'm thinking also with that in mind, you can go back into earlier writing when you feel like I haven't made any changes. I'm in the same place I was, for example, with my father's death as I was three years ago when he died. However, if I go back into journal, my journals earlier on, two, three years ago, I'm not in the same place. Right. Exactly. I, I have made, you know, yeah. I am in a different place today. So the next flow is sacred, the sacred flow. And this is the idea from Celtic spirituality um, where, you know, everything is sacred. Every living thing is sacred, human and not, you know, our pets and our plants, our trees, you know, everything um, is connected and sacred. Mm -hmm. If we can come from that perspective, it kind of shifts things. Like we're all in this together kind of thing, right? And also the idea of living out of gratitude, living out of gratefulness. So even, you know, even the perspective of having gratitude for having the time you had with your loved one and what you learned and that you can still love them and you can still be, you know, non-physically in, in communication and relationship with them. So it's the idea of, um, that we're all sacred beings. And and Heidi, can you tell us more about how you can be connected with them and in communication with them once they're gone, once they're dead? Like, what does that look like? Well, so one of them, you know, if we go back to writing, certainly Mm -hmm. you could write a letter, connect, Mm -hmm. ask a question, um, and then, you know, be open to kind of what you get back. But in, you know, if we go to sacred and being, you know, I feel like our loved ones are trying to communicate with us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these are these signs, these serendipities. If we're open to that, Mm -hmm. and, you know, going back to creativity, 
using our imagination, which is a yeah. lovely tool, um, then you can have these connections. Like I'm pretty sure my mother's a bluebird, uh, which was her favorite bird. And I've just been seeing them so much. And whoever sees bluebirds a lot, mm -hmm. you know, like this time of year. So I think if we can stay open to it, we can sense them and feel them. And I hear that so often in grief groups. And I think the more we normalize that. Yeah, and have fun. And I like the idea of having some fun with it too. Yeah, mm -hmm. some fun with it. Like, you know, when I'm walking and I'll be with my husband and I see this bluebird dot by, I'll be, hey, there goes my mom. She, yeah, she's yeah. Trying to tell me something that's yeah. going on today. So, you know, being playful with it. And I do feel like the more we are open with that, the more we experience it. I don't know mm -hmm. if you feel that, but you know. I agree with you completely. Yeah, it's cool, I think. So the fourth flow is soul. And this is kind of the path to a new beginning with indigo flow. So as you're integrating all these different flows, you know, normally a path begins to uncover itself. You don't even have to really go hard looking for it. It will just sort of, um, appear and it could be the deepest part of yourself kind of where Frederick Beekner says you know the world's needs and our vocation meet and it doesn't have to be a job as vocation but you know just volunteering or who you are and that can be very different than before your loss and I talk about that in Pockets of Grace is that's how I became a hospital chaplain is just finding the depth and connectedness working with death and dying and grieving people. So the soul is learning to let go of some of our roles, our identity mm -hmm. that we've have kind of been put upon us and connecting with a deeper part of yourself that maybe you've forgotten about, or maybe it's coming back around and aligning with that, living at a deeper part of yourself, maybe a more authentic part this is kind of interesting and I don't know if this has anything to do with it but one of the things that I struggle with the most when I have a death for example my brother and now my father is an identity loss Absolutely. who am I who am I now that my father's no longer here yeah who am I without my brother and so like you said going deeper within ourselves to figure out who we are now exactly and, you know because it is an identity crisis yeah. right? with every it's loss. Really powerful. Because mm -hmm. we, our identity partly comes from our other people who kind of tell us who we are. And then we mm -hmm. become a caregiver, or, you know, brother, sister, daughter. Um, so this is a time, you know, when we're grieving that we're generally more open to these kind of different ways of looking at things rather than when things are going along really well, like who wants to do that? You know, everything's going, but when they're not, you might be more open to like, well, now what, now who am I? And investing, you know, getting curious about that. And mm -hmm. there are deeper parts of ourselves that we can access. And, you know, it's just sometimes you need a little support in doing that. In, you know, how do I connect with these? And so that's where Indigo Flow comes in is, you know, through spiritual counseling and grief coaching and different programs um, that we're starting. So I'm really excited to like kind of weave those all in, which really came from my own experience, but working with, you know, people who are dying and bereaved people. 
you know, I, mm -hmm. I like the idea of spiritual counseling. I, I have to say that it can be very hard for people around you who to see you have this openness mm -hmm. and make changes or decide. And you can also make mistakes. You know, sure. I mean, sure. I think to explore your life after a loss takes a lot of courage. Absolutely. It really does. Um, and, you know, not everybody does it, but as we know, grief hangs around. I mean, it's mm -hmm. going to sit around and wait for you um, and man manifest however that happens. Um, I think uh, it can often manifest when you do not open yourself to, to who am I now and uh, and make those changes. It can be exciting or you can end up in the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. Grief is hard work and, you know, it does take courage and there are some gifts. There's some, you know, yeah. secret gifts, you know, the wisdom you gain when you turn and face it and lean in and the and compassion, right? Mm -hmm. right? For other people, especially who've gone through things you've gone through and kind of redirected energy after a while of, okay, now what am I going to do with this? Like, look what you've done with open to hope, right? It's like, now, where am I going to put some of this that I've learned from grief? And you've got this. Well, it's been interesting because open to hope was based on the death of my son. But now uh, three years ago, my husband died and I was 60 years of marriage. And now I've kind of moved into doing some things with widowhood. And then mm -hmm. uh, Heidi and my daughters who work with me, um, one of our biggest visits is uh, loss of a parent mm -hmm. or adult. Yeah. So that's a whole other area of wisdom that they can play with. And, and new well, I, I did, I did a parent loss show, a cable show on Saturday. And one of the questions I asked my guests were, do you think because you've had prior losses, for example, my brother died, the, the loss of a parent is makes it any easier. And for me, it didn't necessarily make it easier. However, when my father died, I knew that eventually I would find hope again because yeah. I had found it eventually with my brother. When my brother died, I honestly didn't think it was possible, but I found it. So I knew eventually with time and with some grief support and coping mechanisms, I would find hope again after my father died. Because you learn, you learn, you're, you're wiser in the grief journey, you know, Absolutely. when you've been through it before. Yeah. We actually become, you know, helpers for other people as you're yeah. open to hope. And I felt like that when my mom died um, mm -hmm. earlier this year. And in some ways, um, I almost feel closer to her in a way, because I, like you're saying, Heidi, I knew from my dad's experience that I would get to a place you know, a kind of deeper, more peaceful place with it. Mm -hmm. Just sensing her. And I just feel like she's more helping me now, like with service. It's kind of fascinating uh, having both your parents die because you then realize that it's you. You are it. You are the, there's nobody above you in a way on the earth. Right. You know? And, it, and it's kind of fascinating. Again, it, there's a gift in it that, okay, now it's me to create this new thing. 
So exactly. it makes life really interesting. People have said, I know if you, if they could fix you so you'd live forever, what would that be like? I mean, you wouldn't have all these yeah, be beginnings, really big beginnings, new challenges and, you know, um, and it's kind of exciting in a way if you can look at it. I mean, way. it is kind of exciting. And I think for people who are caregivers of parents who have been ill for a long time, which is my mom had advanced Parkinson's, there is kind of this, well, first there's, what am I going to do with all this time I spent? Because mm -hmm. that was one of my roles. But then I can kind of use that energy which how is how Indigo Flow was born because I can use that energy into something else. Love it. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing with Indigo Flow. Go to my website, which is just HeidiGesner.com. And on there, um, I am just finishing a self-guided grief course that you can I take. Love it. Um, I'm starting Indigo Flow Circle, which will be a three-month journey on Zoom together on different aspects of grief and the flows. We go over all the flows. Um, and I'm also doing grief coaching and also spiritual counseling for folks. So Lovely. there's a bunch of different options and I'm expanding them as they come. So um, yes, please. I am would love to see more clients and work with people, the people I'm working with now. I'm just so excited to be able to do that. So I would love to, to work with more. Lovely. And you can also find some of her wonderful writing at opentohope.com. So well, thank Heidi, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're delighted. Thank you. thank you, Heidi. And thank you for all you're doing to help people find hope after loss. It was great having you on again. Thank you, Heidi. It's great to see you again. And thanks everybody for joining us. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.